Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Hello, this is Victor, and joining me today, now that he's done doing blow with a hook in a hotel room and giving her CPR chest compressions, I'm here with Colton. Colton, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'd love it. This is someone's first episode. <laughs> Dude, this guy he has on lives life. Like, oh, man. Oh. We are here today to discuss season six, episode eight. Um, a little bit, uh, calmer episode in terms of, you know, we had the big Nebraska yeah. Brian Moser thing. Um, I think we were talking off mic and we are like, we're down to the final five episodes. Well, after this podcast, it's going to be four episodes. Um, oh, something yeah, I wanted yeah. wow. to, something I actually wanted to bring up on air because uh, what my goal is, is to try and finish the podcast before my child gets here which is Mm -hmm. at the end of january or so they say um i was thinking of because hopefully we finish seven before the new year well Mm -hmm. maybe it might be a little bit after because we're trying to like do two episodes whatever i think we have to consider for my sake maybe doing season eight in one episode or do it like episodes one through six in one because dude there's a lot of dumb shit in season eight i don't know how much you remember there is so much bad that i think we could like take the main parts of season eight out and discuss it and skip all the bullshit i want to say i remember the only thing i really remember about eight is that if i remember correctly deb tries to kill dexter no more than 28 times and of that 17 times are in a car and then she's in a hospital and the episode ends season ends right <laughs> there's there's just a little more to it not that much but um i i think i almost want to crowdsource the idea but i don't want the crowd to say no go episode by episode because i'm not going to be able to fit it into the time frame and no. i don't want to juggle being like all right marissa you take you take the child tonight i want to discuss episode 10 goodbye miami and it's like and we're talking about terrible episodes um so that's something i've had in mind that i had not brought up to you off air but i'm bringing it to on air something to think about season seven i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with i think there's a lot of like different ways you can go with each episode Mm -hmm. um but that's something to talk about think about um go ahead i do know that um speaking from my own experience I was a new father. The first three, give or take, three months, I'm not expecting to do a single thing with you, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then we'll, we'll yeah. try. We'll try and most likely it'll be season eight. You know, we take like a two week break. We do each episode on our own, and then um, we kind of talk about it, even if it's over two podcasts. I, yeah. I I think it's so bad that we can kind of do it all in one, but uh, we'll get there. We can toy with the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Something I want to clean up some house from last week. Sean, our friend who we had on, does the uh, That Is Not My Name, a Spartacus rewatch podcast. And this MFR did not bring up the fact that you see Lila vampire titties on that show. And I feel like that's why you should bring up that you have a Spartacus podcast. <laughs> so if you want to see more uh, Jamie Murray 
nudity, uh, aka Lila, go watch Spartacus. We had our friend Zach send that in. That <laughs> how did he I, not I, bring I that up? I, I am so perplexed, and I know he's probably sitting there right now, listening, this, cringing that he <laughs> didn't bring it up because that would be the selling point. Like, yeah, I do a mm-hmm. Spartacus podcast, but guys, let me tell you something. Lila That's is all back. I know. Did you know that there's a connection between Spartacus and with Dexter? Oh, really? What is it? Lila's titties. <laughs> like, wait, wait, this, wait, wait. This, <laughs> this, this episode that you're listening to would have been episode one of Spartacus if he would have left off with that. We would have stolen <laughs> the idea from him. This would have been, that is my name, a Spartacus rewatch podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised he didn't mention that. Um, so That's actually really funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in terms of you sent me sort of bullet points and how we go through the podcast, I have my notes are all over the place. Like I have okay. so much stuff under like DDK that's actually under Dexter, that's under the Batista for Deb. So I guess little by little we can go through what's what. Do you want to go through like the uh, the side characters in like Deb and Batista before? Uh-huh. Yeah, just because I... I, I agree on this, that it this is an all over the thing episode. Like, I feel like they were like, well, we got done kind of what you were saying. We got done with Nebraska. So they were like, you know what? Let's just make this st- heavy, heavy story intense. And I think that was kind of a downfall of this episode personally. But um, oh, you is- know what? You know what? I, I For some reason, and I have to maybe as we talk it out, I can understand why I didn't think this episode was so bad. I have huge plot holes. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I I feel like I didn't. Uh, I think it was episode five, just let go, where I was. Oh no, um, what was five? The Angel of Death, where I was like, "Woof, this is terrible." For some yeah. reason, I didn't think that, I, and I'm not sure why I think that. But maybe as we talk through the episode, we could find out. Okay. Um, do we want to uh, jam together Batista, Lewis, and some of what Deb goes through into one topic? And yeah, we could do fight, that. Fight through it. Ooh. So <laughs> on the topic that I like to bring up of who is allowed into Miami Metro, Jamie, <laughs> Batista's sister, just strolls into uh, Miami Metro with the bullpen, I guess. I don't know what to call it. And his son. And furthermore, they're doing uh, they have like a little meeting about DDK and Lewis is allowed in there and he's like an intern. That's some like high high level shit that he's like allowed to just be in there as like an intern. Well, not even an. In- I don't think he's paid. He's well. I mean, th- to me, that would put him in as an intern. I guess like a non paying intern. He's just doing it for experience. Um, but I-, I agree. I don't feel like if you're an intern, you haven't been. I would think you haven't been vetted the same way that an actual officer. Because if people don't realize to become a cop in most departments, there's a huge vetting process, like a a massive amount that goes into that. Now working in the crime department and things like that, the crime lab, usually there's still a fairly high amount of vetting that goes into that. I don't think as much, but it's still usually a pretty high amount interns and stuff like that. I don't know how much I honestly would go into that. But I don't foresee them putting them on something that it's like, hey, this is the number one story probably in the U.S. because they're talking about it in Nebraska. So <laughs> let's have this guy come in that we don't even pay. Yeah. I just, I yeah, yeah no. Uh, Batista, Jamie, and Lewis go to dinner, and Batista tries to sort of intimidate Lewis 
and Batista's playing this fatherly role for mm-hmm. um would you uh, I'm trying to put myself in Lewis's shoes here. I'm not sure if I would be intimidated if the girl I'm trying to vet's brother flashes me his gun in a restaurant. I'd be like, you can't kill me because I like your sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. And you know what? Batista's like too adorable to like be intimidating, you know, because he has like that. I don't know. It's, is, is it a speech impediment? What is that? I actually don't know. I really thought, I guess it kind of is. It's got. Is it an keeps, a- it's, it's not an accent, right? Can, can no, we eliminate kind of accent? A, I think it's kind of a lisp. Like a little oh, bit like a. Over. Yeah. I'm going to Google what what category does a lisp fall under and what that is. And until someone tells us uh, different, um, that's what we're going to categorize it as is a lisp under. And if you guys are listening, <laughs> this segment is called Victor Google stuff. It's a no, functional, but- a, a lisp is a functional speech disorder. Okay. So we'll categorize. So when adorable Batista is sitting there trying to intimidate me with, and again, if this is, if I'm being offensive, I, I do apologize and I'll stop if I am. Um, his adorable lisp, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Wooz? <laughs> I'm not intimidated when he he, and I'm not making fun of him at all. I, I am sincerely, I'm not being sarcastic. Like I sincerely think Batista is adorable. Um, that would not intimidate me at all. No, like, I, I, I want to marry your sister right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and since Batista has a God, what did I just call it? I lost it. I guess we'll call it a speech impediment for lack of the better term that I just Googled two minutes ago. I had a lisp growing up up until I was like 10. Like really? A, re- a really bad lisp. D- did you have a, a speech? Horrible impediment? stutter. Horrible like, stutter. Like the 46th president of the United States? Actually, I did know he had a uh, stutter. No, I'm and- saying, was it, was it like that? I have actually I've never heard him talk with a stutter. So, um, so what, but, what does he have? What does he have then? I want to say he has a stutter, but he he's taken and so same as me. Um, I had to take a couple of years worth of speech therapy to get past it. And by the way, with the name Colton, having a stutter is horrible. Could, hey, my name is Colton. It's nice to meet you. Oh my the worst, God. and my best friend's name was Corey. Oh yeah. Hey mom, I'm gonna go. Corey's house horrible yeah so to this day there's certain words to this day i have to actually do a pause on it because of that so um there's the desert animal and it's called a scorpion now if you notice you can see my face i have to actually do like a weird face to it because i say scorpion scorpion yeah um what is the other one oh instead of saying also i say also also i think i've noticed that uh i say X, can I ask you a question? But it's can I ask? But I think that's a New York thing. Um, <laughs> so as long as I'm not getting um, uh, bad intel here, Joe Biden, the 46th president of America, actually has like a stuttering foundation.org, mm-hmm. stutteringhelp.org. So it is a stutter. Yeah, um, that's when there's certain times when he talks from my own experience. Um, I don't actually listen. Uh, it, like I said, not to get political on this, <clears throat> there's certain times when he's talking where like I just like, okay, I can actually understand why he's actually taking a pause and stuff like that. Cause he's yeah. probably like it's one of those things that like I said, I had to do 
I want to say it was two years of speech therapy where um, we'd have to take books. It was, it was a big, long process. Me personally, when people talk about speech, see, and this is the other thing, I actually used to say speech impediment. And it's speech impediment. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't take offense to it because that's just me personally. I just don't, you know, because everybody's got their thing growing up and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't bother me. You know, I think honestly, I I think if you get to a point in your life, you, and you're like, I think, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a part of maturity where you're just like, and, and, and you know what, I'll say this even to like my own detriment. Like there was a time where like facial disfigurements i used to i used to not make fun of it i just like think it's weird but it's like if you're old enough and you're around enough people you just sort of like wow everyone has like their own you know their their speech impediment whatever it is you just Mm kind of realize like yeah you just uh it's part of being mature and or growing up like it's it's there um yeah my my lisp just went away i never did any speech therapy i never did anything it just really that just vanished uh I wish I could ask my mother why that happened, but yeah, it just went away. That's interesting. Huh? Where where we will end up on the Dig and Dexter podcast, you will never know. <laughs> Lewis's search engine, Elliot spelled E-L-I-O-T, searchengine.com. Okay. So Elliot searchengine.com spelled E-L-I-O-T. Uh, you could go ahead and um, look that up yourselves at home and you could see where it brings you. A lot of little Easter eggs there. Uh, they're they're given this okay. season i'm gonna have to look that up now i didn't actually look it up i thought it was just some horrible like they were trying to do like some weird reference in um it's the same website that the the earlier websites brought you to this oh, season. oh yeah, okay yeah. okay huh that's clever uh, uh i guess staying within the the side stuff of this episode i think this is where i sort of factor in deb here um we, we come across this dead hooker in the hotel mm-hmm and it, it seems to be a open and shut case. Question, in 2011, did you know by this episode, if you could remember, that where this was headed? Like, who is responsible? So, uh, and we'll get mm-hmm. there, but at the end, LaGuardia calls someone says, hey, it's handled. And she hangs up, and it's completely yeah, ominous who it is. Did you, no. you remember having... <laughs> I, re- I remember swearing it was Quinn, because after that scene really? ends... Here's why. Here's why. After that scene ends, the f- it goes to Quinn and Batista in Miami Metro. And Quinn, the first line Quinn says is like, hey, I'm so sorry I couldn't come to the crime scene this morning. I was busy. And I was like, oh, my God, they just told us who it was. I was completely wrong. Yeah. Um, but there's so many times. Like, that's why I think doing the Dexter live show. And when I say the live show, the, the, the day after mm-hmm. the episode airs is we're going to sound so dumb on so much stuff. I oh, mean, we I'm already sh- do. We already do. And we've watched this, <laughs> but I just can't wait. I would be sitting here. If this was 2011, I'd be sitting here saying, I will bet you everything. I'll bet you my PlayStation 3 that that was Quinn. Well, you'd be saying that. And I would be talking about how Geller and Colin Hanks are, are, real. Two, are real people <laughs> and how this is going to be the greatest season of all time. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh there's a scene with deb and laguerta in the bathroom and it's basically laguerta kind of tells deb like hey isn't that like beneath your work level like you're doing detective work but then laguerta also flips and says like yeah i cleared that case for you being being the dead hooker um i think i found it interesting that they were doing this in the mirror because i feel like they're both 
the same person, but like really so stubborn that they can't even. Yeah. You're talking about two women. And I wish the show played with that more that these are women in high profile position playing mm-hmm. with men like, you know, um, so and I don't think Dexter does this enough, but I was cool, like having the mirror there. That's like slides to like the Breaking Bad, you know, where they sh- film something behind a fence or something like, you know. Yeah, I the one thing I thought was really interesting about that was they do show from the mirror and they show from that perspective, which one I don't feel like they ever really and correct me if I'm wrong. They don't ever really show that with the guys. You never really see the guys in the restroom doing that. And I was True. like, that's kind of different. Um I don't think it's anything like um, I don't think there's a whole lot of symbolism just that it happens to take place in like the the bathroom. But I do kind of like that. It's because one, if they were in the restroom, there'd be just a bunch of guys taking a piss because there's so many guys in this department. But with them, the bathroom's kind of a sanctuary in a way because it's just them. Like really, how many other women do we see in Miami Metro? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, I thought that was that that is kind of cool that they did that. The other just a weird takeaway. I don't know why I thought this when I was watching it is because, you know, she even says like LaGuardia is being nice to her. Why why is she being nice to her? All she does is she hands her some paper towels, which I was like, but to be fair, <laughs> that was like so obvious. She's like, oh, let me help you with that. Let me hand you. Don't hand me paper towels. Let me grab my own paper towels. I don't want your wet, nasty hands that you just got done washing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's 2020 Colton talking, but in my head, I'm just like, that's disgusting. Don't do that. That's 2020 pandemic Colton talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. All I can think of is that she's going to hand him these wet, soggy paper towels. And she's going to be like, well, thanks for this. Let me just finish washing my hands over here. And Thanks. Can, can you now? Can you now get me dry paper towels <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's a scene sort of showing that travis and deb are alike in terms of being sisters to on the surface brothers but on you know the lower surface uh, uh um serial killers mm-hmm. and wow when deb tries to get this okay when, so and then a- after this, man. See, this is where all my shit starts coming together. Where it's like, uh, we're gonna come back to this scene when we talk about DDK. But uh, Deb Deb tries to get this blood report signed on this dead hooker, and this is where Dexter hands her the pen of the Carney Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, I, let me just spout for a minute, and then you could kind of tie this together for me. I think that this is where we get a lot of what's going to happen at the end of the season and what leads into season seven. Uh, this is like where it starts. Like this is like the, the match mm-hmm. because this is where like Deb's in therapy and, and like mad that Dexter won't talk to her. Um, sort of a retread from season one again, where she's mad that Dexter was talking with Brian and not her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and, but the therapy session, like I remember thinking this back in 2011, watching this live, they filmed those therapy sessions so intense, meaning the camera is like, you could see the wrinkles on Jennifer Carpenter's lips and there's no music. There's nothing like it's so intense, the therapy. Okay. Yeah. It's eventually going to reveal something huge. Um, but yeah. like, I just, I just like that. This is like, you know, the therapy thing has been sitting there cause this is all the way from the first episode about the cop shooting. Um, but I think this is where, you know, uh, whatever other cliche I can put, this is the first match. This is where they plant the seed of where this Deborah and Dexter storyline's really gonna like fucking take off. Um 
anything on on that point? Because then I, I I could close out Deb's storyline after that. No, I don't. I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be curious to hear if you know we're we're going to get some really deep therapy sessions. I would love to hear if any therapist that's listening would make the same assessment that this therapist does. I wonder if this is like, like you know how if you watch a show on whatever someone being like a. a, a law enforcement you could kind of be like oh like i like i do with like funeral homes like oh right. this is this is they're doing this wrong i wonder if a therapist is watching this and is like oh i can make that same you know connection or whatever um yeah i'd actually be really curious to see yeah dexter completely you know deb wants to talk and dexter just completely blows her off because he's gonna go uh kill travis uh it, i gotta say it must suck to be dexter's sister of how closed off he is like you're never gonna get anything but Dexter has done zero in the Deb. Deb's trying to talk to Dexter, and Dexter's done zero in the way of being like, "Yes, let's talk." You know, I'm busy. I gotta go. Something came up. It must suck to have Deb pressing on you, like, "Hey, let's talk. 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 Let's talk." Oh my god! Give it a break, woman. Like I get that. She's been through a lot, and I get that there's like a lot going on, but it's that's one of those things. Like every single season, that's what it is. Like I don't know, I don't, I, I, I get where the show's coming from on it. Like I get that that's supposed to be like the point of it, but I also like what you're saying at a certain point. I'm just like, dude, there's no way that, I, it, like I said, I, me and my sister, we don't have a normal relationship. What I would consider normal, but there's no way that this is what also is a normal relationship with a brother and a sister. That it's every literally every day. It's well. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. Like, let do. Let me have my own life. Like, we're at work twelve hours a day together. <laughs> yeah. Let me just like live for just a minute. Come and, on. And, and they try to show the parallel where, like, you know, Travis's sister is like, yeah, he doesn't really talk to me much. So, like, you know, they're trying to. The show's trying their hardest while not acknowledging it to 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 sort set up Travis and Dexter as the same dark passenger and they have the sister and the sisters are, you know, kind of left in the dark, but, um, and obviously the sister ends up in a a wildly different place. Um, I get, I guess I'm going to sort of tie in Dexter and DDK because it just overlaps too much for me to like separate it without talking about it together. Yeah. Um, Dexter starts out buying donuts cause she's mad. He basically just took off work for a week I love the line where Deb is like, <laughs> I don't know what's worse. <laughs> the fact that everyone thinks I let you take off or the fact that like I didn't. And you like, that's a terrible position for Deb it's to be in. a horrible position. Right? Like horrible. I don't even understand how on a legal sense of just not like Dexter not reporting to work. Forget Deb being his boss or whatever. Like there's no like HR that's like, um, you kind of just took off. Oh, we can change, dude. Because Deb, de- Deb's not also in charge of scheduling, is she? Or she is? I don't know. I don't know. As a lieutenant, I well, to be fair though, I don't think a lieutenant would be in charge of Dexter's department, right? Like in 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 a real in a real sense, I don't believe that. I believe that Dexter's department, Dexter would have like the lead like pathologist or the lead well, pathologist would be something different, but like the lead like forensics or like the lead forensics department guy, like th- th- that. 
I don't believe that Deb would be overlapping yeah, like that. Of course, well, of course. one legally, I don't think you could because that would be um, I cannot think of the name of it, but nepotism. Um, nepotism. Yes, I don't think that you could. Like, I just I don't feel that that would be a legal thing yeah. that they could have done. Um, let's take that out. Of, let's just take that out of the equation, though. Okay, let's say that she is in charge of and stuff like that, dude. Having worked for government agencies, I have seen. I kid you not, I have seen people do something very similar to this and they didn't fire them. I <laughs> kid you not. The I will even go the, down this because I'm not going to say any names or anything like that. We had a guy, okay, that's one time. Make up a, make up a fake name. Okay, James. I'm just going to go. All right. So James, I kid you not, did not show up for work for two weeks straight two weeks straight he did not show up for work okay they finally what we had to go through in the process to actually get him terminated they had to actually send out letters of like hey you're not reporting and all of this then at that point they had to send out a supervisor and another um director to go to his residence to determine that he hadn't died of natural causes and that wasn't (laughs) the reason he was coming in Dude, I should because my my supervisor was a supervisor had to go out there and my supervisor called me back and was just like, hey, man, he's like, I knocked on this door. He was like, he like opened up the little people thing because it wasn't like a normal people. It was like one of the little slide things. He's like, I saw his face and he closed it. And then we heard him like walk back to the living room. So, (laughs) yeah. And then it was then it was the next day that they finally terminate him because to get terminated, you have to sign paperwork and stuff like that. It's a whole process. do government's a whole nother thing. So yeah, I can kind of yeah. see, I can kind of see this. Now I say that in, everyone's going to look at her and be like, well, is he written up? Is he in trouble for this? Is <laughs> yeah. he on, is he on probation? Like what's going on? Because you would at least get probation for it. So, and no one brings it up. No, Got, not at gotta, all. Lo- gotta love Miami Metro. Uh, to go rock back stars, a little baby. bit. Rock stars. <laughs> rock stars. I think, I think I have to cut that up into a clip. And every time we make fun of Miami Metro, just, <laughs> We're all fucking rock stars here. Um, (laughs) I know, I know. Dexter starts out buying donuts. So we go to the obvious place of what is your one? We have one one chance at a donut. What are you getting? Oh, like the actual donut? Um, man, this is going to be kind of plain, but I don't care. A blueberry cake donut all day, every day. Oh, I don't think that's plain. I think that's um, that's actually I don't even know if I could find one. Really? I mean, I'm thinking of Dunkin' Donuts, but if I had to like... Well, so Texas, we have um, the big chain here. There's a big chain called Shipley's. Um, They're all over. They're they're okay. I actually prefer like local donut places over Shipley's. But even local donut places, uh, I prefer cake donuts over yeast. I think it's yeast, right? Isn't that like traditional donuts? Um, I'll tell you. Okay, well, I prefer cake donuts. That's what we call them here. I don't know if there's another term for it, um, but I prefer blueberry cake donuts. That's my go-to all the time. Love them. Um, I am. See, I thought you were going to go where I went, where you started saying how bland it is. I go for the plain stick. No glaze, no nothing. Just really per- perfect dip in your coffee donut. Oh, Fucking see, I'm not a dipper. Oh, you're. Oh, a di- I'm not man. a dipper. I'm a, I'm a big dipper. I love dipping. Nah, I do it on occasion. Like I'll be like, "Hey, this actually sounds good," but nah. If I'm gonna do it, I want that donut separated. I'm gonna take like a little. I'm gonna break off a piece of it, eat it, and then drink my coffee. So that leads me to 
we have a first time occurrence on the Dig and Dexter podcast. Deb, you know, after they're talking about this, Deb is saying, you know, hey, I need you back at work. We have DDK. And Dexter is like, wait one second. I actually need a little bit more time. I have to go to Brother <laughs> Sam's funeral. So that leads, we we have for the first time dueling killer cuts of the week. So I'm going to go with mine first. And Ooh. later in the episode, we'll go with uh, Colton's. But first, the killer cut of the week. And the reason why this was my killer cut of the week, and we'll get to yours when, okay. when, when we come across that, is because this is basically my life. Fucking funerals and donuts. You're really good. <laughs> Fucking funerals and donuts. You're really good. Fucking funerals, donuts, and contrary to, contrary to popular belief, I am really good. Wait. So wait, now that brings me to another. How many donuts? Or how often do you get donuts? Um, once a week. Once a week. Really? I have. I have one day a week. I make coffee from home every day, but one day okay. a week, I'll splurge on myself, and I'm doing quotes where I'll go through Dunkin' Donuts drive-through, and I'll get a. Um, I'll I'll either go to Dunkin' Donuts. Actually, it's probably like one every other week. If not. I have this awesome Cuban bakery on the way to work. I get a uh, cafe con leche and a pastelito. Mm. Um, so I kind of switch off, but I would say one every other every other week, and I get that plain stick, dip it right in. Okay. I do funerals like every other day, so. Right. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming you do. I don't know that, but um, no, I do. Ooh, I do donuts like once a month maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but my big oh my big splurge is see this is where we're different you're florida and i'm here we are talking about with cuban food what we do here whenever i'm wanting to splurge is i'm like oh my god i need to go to the taqueria down there i'm gonna get a breakfast taco and i'm gonna get a vietnamese coffee and it's gonna change my life because vietnamese coffee is just this dark thick coffee that they mix wow. with condensed milk and that thing is it'll just wire you for like six hours Oh my god, it's insane! And then I always get uh, eggs, bacon, and potato for my breakfast taco. Mm, so good. I think there's a Cuban coffee. You know what? I, I've yet to 100% grasp. I'm shocked at this Vietnamese coffee. That is something else. It's so good. Oh, it's so. Good. I don't get that very often. That is not a very often thing, but it's like whenever like I get a chance to get that thing. Oh my god. Right. Mm, yeah. We fucking covered speech impediments, Dexter, <laughs> coffee, and donuts. If you listen to another podcast besides this one, you're missing out. Um, <laughs> and actually, actually, to bring up another topic here, Dexter's at Brother Sam's funeral. Mm-hmm. And me being the funeral director, what was your question? Because I have I have two stuff here, two items. Well, what up. I was going to say, like, isn't them putting the ashes in the water? That's 100 percent illegal, right? They can't do that. So depends on what the legal ground where we're talking on, because oh, okay. if, if this is the show is telling you this is in Miami, Florida. And in the state of Florida, if you want to scatter cremated remains, and they are not called ashes, they are cremated remains, Okay, you have to be three nautical miles out at sea in order to scatter. 
Because if you think about it, that's fucking gross that you're just sitting there at the beach and someone just poured <laughs> grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Little kids going to dad, what's these shells all over me? Like, no. <laughs> um, but since the show is filmed in California, I'll actually have to reach out to my California funeral director friend. Um, I would imagine the law is somewhat similar because I imagine coastal states have the same laws because like everyone wants to scatter your cremated remains at sea because it's an mm-hmm. awesome gesture. Um, but I imagine the coastal states have have some some sort of similar law in place. So do you then this is going to be real. So do you like um, have you ever had to like do like a funeral service land where you go out like on a boat and people are, sp- are spreading their remains? I thought I think I mentioned this on your other podcasts that's yet to be released, but we I have never myself gone to do a scatter at sea, but I have done a burial at sea where we rent a boat, we put a casket on it and it has to follow all you have to follow all these guidelines um where you basically drill holes into the casket and it's completely free, meaning you don't have to purchase anything. You have to have a boat that takes you out there. But you can get to a certain point out at sea. You could you have to like drill holes in the casket and you have to put these like metal wraps around the casket and you could go bury at sea. And there has to be a shit ton of caskets. You know, uh season two, Bay Harbor Butcher, first episode, they show how many of Dexter's body bags. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's a place on the coastal states of caskets that are buried at sea. Um hmm. you're allowed to just and I have video of it and I'm not gonna post it out but yeah yeah we 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 literally it's just like all right count three one two and they just push the casket out it kind of tips up it goes like head first in the air like almost like it was doing like a stand and then it just sank that's That's what the holes are for so it like it it sinks down um that's that's really interesting yeah uh i I was like this is free and this is legal they were like yeah and there's like a whole guideline book to do it i forget what agency governs it but um yeah it's all part of it Hmm. That's really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah. The other part of this is um, being a funeral director who works every day. Um, brother, no, I forget the priest's name. I, I don't even want to. Rem- I'm not even gonna guess. I don't remember. He is holding it, and you can Google this. It is a pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, gray urn. Um, as soon as you saw it, as soon as I saw it, I said, "Yep, that's a pewter gray urn." Is it like a super basic urn? Uh, no, it's just a popular urn. Oh, okay. I think your basic urn is what they call a snap lock urn. It's just this like brass looking urn. Okay. Um, my one of my plot holes in the story is Dexter is trying to convince Travis to bring him together. Like, tell mm-hmm. me where whatever. I don't get why Dexter does doesn't stalk Travis to get together. <laughs> That's you know, kind of like it's like it's like when it's appropriate for Dex to find someone, he could find someone in a snap, you know, a, a few clicks at the uh, Elliot search engine and he gets it. Other <laughs> times it's like he needs Travis to get him there or else he has no shot at it. That was one of my complaints on this one as well is he's so fast to like, I need to go get Travis tonight. Like it's tonight's the night. Like right, that's right. what it is. And I'm just like, why did you like you literally the best option for him is to get them both in a room together and then either get them together like he did at the beginning of the season where he stabbed people in their throats and stuff like that (laughs) or something similar to that like because let's hypothetical say he went through with this and let's say that geller is really real um 
is he kills Travis. Well, then all of a sudden Geller's going to be on to him, and then he may very well not get him. So yeah. I, yeah. I didn't understand the logic behind this. Like, I don't know. It was, just, it was, it was kind of strange. And, and this is why I think I was all over in terms of not thinking it was a bad episode because I thought it was a smart play by Dexter in order to, like, reason with Travis. He, like, went through the Bible and mm-hmm. it's like everything I'm saying is not working, but if I could use the Bible and I could use, you know, sin of omission, um, I, I thought that was like at least a, a smart play by Dexter. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my stuff is with DDK, so I, I guess I'm going to, but I, again, De- Dexter gets so intertwined here, but I'm just going to put this just so in terms of uh, show notes. The In terms of the DDK storyline, it starts out where Travis is making breakfast for his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so 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 I'm I want to bring that up because do we have anybody um, right in? We did. We okay. had one person which I'm I'm very happy the one person wrote in very disgusted at the nine other listeners that no one else wrote in. <laughs> um <laughs> all all nine of you and I'm talking to you Marissa, Meg, um <laughs> Um, we, we were talking last week about whether or not there's an incest going on with Travis and his sister. So if you Mm want to laugh, I wish I could show you my notes because I, 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 I'll get to the, the one tweet I I received on, on regarding who agrees with incest, uh, Sean and Colton versus me. Uh, I had never seen it in the show. It's just something that never even occurred to me. So when you guys were agreeing on it, it was just like, it's like hearing like Santa Claus isn't real, which I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I have in my notes, right? Like literally I have, um, I, I have here, I could see where you guys are coming from, mm-hmm. but what happens later in the season makes me disagree with you guys. So, and and mm-hmm. what one person um I'll just call her Gianna cuz I don't Gianna Gianna I don't want to give out actual handles but yeah she said she listened and wanted to tell us that my husband also suspected an incestuous relationship between Travis and his sister so okay. I asked her did you think that and she says I don't see it but she has a younger brother who she's super close with so she didn't even think anything of it so I bet you if we like boil down relationships but uh, um, I'm going to concede in terms of like, you guys clearly have a point. And I think if we were in 2011, I would have been like, I, yeah, you guys, you guys are onto something that I did not see. And I still didn't see. And uh, I mean, Travis is basically playing house with his sister. So yeah. this episode is like a huge, like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, does Travis not have any, well, I guess he doesn't cause he's psycho. Um, it's just weird when you have two people at this age single and they don't explain why they're single. Well, not yeah. They don't explain why they're single. Even Geller even credit, says credit like, to you guys. Credit to you guys. Like I could see the incest angle more in this episode. This this episode especially because one Geller even says something like, "Well, when you're done playing house or whatever, okay, that's like an in your face, muddy footprints type thing, right?" Um, but the other aspect of it, and this is <laughs> this is so funny that I'm even saying this, but he's making her omelets and stuff like that. My big thing is every Sunday as a dad, right? I make Meg and Grace waffles <laughs> or uh, omelets. I make omelets. like, And so I'm like, I don't even know why I said waffles, omelets. Like I'm trying to master omelets. I can't do it. Don't know how to do it. 
I'm jealous of anybody that can make an omelet perfect because send me tips. So I need to figure it out because I overcook them every time. But they're, he's doing that. I'm like, this is what you do for like your loved one. Granted, it's his sister. That's a loved one. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's different. Something about it is just different. I want to bring up the, the omelets in a second. I do want to say only one person wrote in about agreeing with us or not on the incest. So again, all, all eight of you go to hell. Um, <laughs> and, 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 but the eight of you can make up for it. If you just send us omelet tips, cause I know someone out there has that little tip. Oh, that, I'm all about it, Please. And like, we'll just make the perfect omelet. So please, please anyone give us some omelet tips. I want to bring up the, the making omelets every Sunday comparison in a little bit. Okay. Um, where the storyline, why I was like so against it with you guys is because when she says like, oh, both our parents died when I was young and I basically raised him. So I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of and I think we learned later in the season that Travis has been crazy his entire life. Mm-hmm. So I pictured it was more of a mother figure versus a brother sister. Okay. But we can we can we can um, talk about that more later in the season. Yeah. I did not realize the similarities you and Travis Marshall had in terms of cooking loved ones, waffles and omelets. And in this episode, we also see Travis riding a bike and he goes right. (laughs) I have trashed you this whole episode. (laughs) Um, I liked, I I liked that they should have shown Travis whizzing by Deb and just like, ah, you were just this close. uh... (laughs) Oh man. If there's weird shit on our social media this week, it's all because Colton's trying to get back at me. <laughs> Just because, dude, I haven't ridden my bike in so long, too. That's the sad part. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Last big plot hole for me, and I think I bring this up every time it happens, and I'm not sure I've gotten a worthy answer. I'm going to cover a lot of ground here, okay. but it, it, it's all to one point. <sighs> Travis is trying to escape with his sister, get his sister to a safe haven so Dexter and Travis can take out Geller. We last see Travis Geller hit Travis with a shovel. Mm-hmm. The next scene they come back, Travis' sister is the whore of Babylon. Whore. And then the next scene of Travis, we see him chained up in the church. Mm-hmm. I think this is completely 100% cheating on the writers mm-hmm. because oh. it. I don't know how you I, – I would like to know how you explain – does Travis like black out? I, I don't know what the explanation is here. Did he kill his sister and then chain himself and then wake up like, oh my god, what happened? So reali- realistically what had to have happened is exactly what you're saying. He had to have blacked out, killed his sister, set up that whole thing – in this area at this school where nobody saw it happen, right? Nobody saw it happen. Okay. And then left there, gone to the church, chained himself in the church in anticipation that somebody's going to come and get him out basically, because if they didn't, what is he going to do? Does he have the keys in his pocket to get him out of those chains? Because if he doesn't, how's he getting out of those chains? How's he getting out of the chains? How's he getting out? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I think it's a huge cheat. And I'm almost 99% positive next episode starts out 
where Dexter tells Travis to put his chains on the floor and Dexter has to like uh, axe, axe the chains to like get him out. Right. So I think this is the show being so desperate to prove to us Geller is real. Which is because you, you would never you would never come up with on your own as a viewer. You would never come up with Travis knocked himself out, or maybe that didn't happen, killed his sister, completely forgot about it, chained him up, and then like went back to sleep. Like I, I just it's so far out of the realm in a show where serial killers are just running rampant in Miami. Well, it- and what kills me on this even though, like I said, I've been uh, one of the things I've been doing to kind of prep for this to get back in the mindset of uh, 2011 is on AV Club. Uh, I'm reading like the reviews. Dude, every single person on AV Club in 2011 is like, oh, yeah, Geller's obviously uh, not real. And I'm like, how are these people like finding this out? Like, because I know when I was watching oh, it, I knew I knew it by now. I knew it by now. I, guess I just I, I just didn't think of. You know what? When I watched these scenes, I was more laughing at the show, and I didn't even realize how bad it is of job they're doing of trying to sell it. I thought they were just like reaching. Maybe, and maybe that's my problem when I was watching it. Is I was watching it from the perspective of there's no way that they can be this bad at this, and so that's how I was. That's the only thing I can think of in my head when I was watching it is that I'm like, well, they can't be this bad. Obviously, they are, but like that's the only thing that I could think of. I don't know. Hmm. so when deb when they're at the crime scene and you know now that it's travis marshall's sister is the one who is the one is the latest victim and after having just interviewed uh travis marshall's sister and even like her business card is on her uh i think that leads us to our second the killer, the killer. The killer. cut of the week. Cut of the week. Uh, with no context besides the one I just provided. I'll fuck Masuka if this isn't our guy. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? And like, I'm thinking about it, and I feel like I could do like 20 minutes on this. Deb is 1,000% so certain it's Travis Marshall. She's not going to put her job on the line. She will have sex. <laughs> with the person she despises the most. I think mm-hmm. it's a fucking great one. I'll fuck Masuka in our guy. <laughs> I just like heard it and I was just like, this is so cringe worthy, but so yeah, funny at the yeah, same time. Yeah. That's it is. It is. It, it's, 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 it's exactly that. And that's what most of these things have been like. It's so like, Oh God, but all right. Um, this is something we were actually talking about with Zach on our little uh, Twitter feed is um, so Dexter goes through these drapes and he finds that it just perfectly has the name of a priest who was um, whatever priest who's now retired mm-hmm. and he comes th- and he, this is how Dexter makes the connection of where the church is. And he said the church is out in Davie. Um, I don't know if you remember when we were talking over messages, but mm-hmm. Davy is so far from Miami. It is, I think it's 40 minutes. And that's without that's without South Florida traffic. Mm-hmm. Um for a show that takes place in Miami and for Travis doing all these kills, which you assume is in the Miami jurisdiction because of where the kills end up taking place. Um I have no I would love to talk to a writer that they just look at a map and say, Davy, like if you're I, I have I have a friend who I talk with, uh, I brought him up last episode, Leonard, and I know he's from South Florida. 
it's just I, I don't know what the what the 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 similar point is where, where you're at in Houston, but I mean just picture a show about Houston in Houston and they pick a spot that's like forty minutes out that has nothing to do with Houston. Like Davy has nothing. It just it's it's close in county. That's it. I could see that. Like, cause I mean, there are like, so I'll sit there and watch. <laughs> this is so random. I'll sit there and watch. Like, there's um, like a uh, realtor. Uh, what is it like? Like first time home buyers and stuff like that. Real real estate shows, and they'll sit there and be like, "Oh, it's in the woodlands, which is Houston, Texas." And I'm like, "That's 30 miles from Houston. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's not." Um, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying on it. Yeah. To the show's credit, at one time, Davy was sort of considered farmland. And there are like horse ranches out there. It's just they could have used um God, why am I blanking out on the name? Homestead. Homestead Miami is like farmland, but that's so far out. Just a weird decision by the writers to 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 make it Davy. Um but I had some other stuff to bring on that, but I'll get onto that when the episode comes about. It's not this episode I wanted to talk about that. And then Dexter goes to the church, um, sees Travis chained up and says Next episode, we're gonna get Geller. Basically, um, yep. That's really all. That's kind of how I'm closing out the episode. Unless you have other stuff. No, I don't have anything. Okay, um, that kind of does it for this episode, season six, episode eight, Sin of Omission. We'll be back next week with, uh, what the fuck? Get Geller, right? I think is the next episode. Get Geller. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I think I'm releasing this episode tomorrow, Thursday. Um. All right, that's it. We hear uh, poor little Grace crying in the yeah. background. <laughs> and with that being said, we will talk to you next week.